Hello and welcome to what is episode 90 of Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Jake. G'day, guys. And Matt. Yo, 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 in the hizzle, what is up? Oh, oh, we're God, sounding so is, cool today. That's so, so bad. What? <laughs> Mine was good. You just took it to the lane. You, no, you stand. It sounded like you were struggling to say something. You just, okay, oh, g'day, guys. Oh, whatever, mate. Well, Don't be jealous. G'day, guys. <laughs> My name's Jake, and I like to play the video games. We've so. already made it to the segment where Matt does different voices. We were saying just prior to the show, Jake, that uh, that he should do a podcast by himself, and he just plays. Each of us, our roles. That's got to be a new record for me doing something stupid on a podcast, though, right? Yeah, like what? 20 yeah. seconds. <laughs> the first, yeah, first 20 seconds. So I've had a pretty pretty cool day today. I got the NBN. Woo! Nice. Yay. I was, I was hoping for a little woo. Thanks, Matt. Um, and uh, my cat um, well, had to go to the vet. Okay. Because uh, she got like a cut under her leg, right? And she's been, been licking it. Um, and nice. has, uh, has got it infected. Like we tried at our utmost to stop her licking it. Um, but she just wouldn't cut it and she's got the cut infected. So we took her to the vet today and, uh, they put her in a cone of shame and it's the funniest thing uh, I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> she's been walking backwards around the house trying to get, get it off. I was, um, I was wondering where that story was going to go. Cause like, <laughs> I've had a fantastic day. Yeah. I got the MBN and my cat went to the vet. <laughs> so like, we got okay. my cat put down. So that well, was great. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Whoa. <laughs> Awkward. she's fine. Like she just, like, she's just got this cut infected. So we're like spraying with betadine. And in the meantime, to stop her from looking at it, she's going to wear this cone. And I feel actually pretty cruel for laughing at it now, but. It's pretty funny. No, I'm well, not gonna lie. all you've got to do is you got to get a string of LEDs, put it around the cone, and you've got a moving lamp. So nice, <laughs> yeah, and blind her at the same time. Nah, she's not fine. quite figured out how to eat though. Like she can get the cone over the food bowl and still be able to access her nibbles, but she's not quite <laughs> got the technique down pat. Oh dear, but, uh, she's a bit down to the dumps. Do you know? Do you know what's I, a really uh, thin? Just randomly, like I remember seeing someone post on Facebook once that the the alternative to a cone of shame for animals that, you know, helps them a bit better is you can actually dress them up in doll's clothes because you can get doll's clothes that will, like, you know, fit a cat and basically that prevents them from, you know, touching the wound. And I'm just imagining one of those, like, medieval dresses with the really frilly necks. Well, you know I mean? so I'm not, I'm not huh. saying go that crazy. I, I just mean like, you know, <laughs> generic clothing. But if you want to, if you want to do that, by all means, it's your cat, you know. So. I need one of those Adidas sweaters that Shannon got oh. Billy, his dog. Addy dog. Addy dog. Addy dog. <laughs> he sent me like, um, he sent me like six pictures of like Billy in that hoodie. And he was like, I, we literally put it on her. She posed and then we took it off because she hates wearing clothes. I'm like, Jesus. All right. Only six Good pictures? Dog. That's that's got to be like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was like an entire iPhone full of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, let's get to the show. This week we're going to be discussing uh, a little bit about the Switch, uh, some, some news there, uh, the EB yeah. Expo, uh, and video game violence. But first, let's return to one of our favorite segments here on the Startcast, and that is the Crash Bandicoot update. And oh my God, Jake, it has Booga been Booga. a... It has been a big news. Uh, let's say, that's a great little um, bump, that is. Ooga, well, that's what I normally do. And I, I wasn't here last week to do that. I listened and I was like, oh, God, no one said no one Ooga, did Ooga. It. Ooga, Ooga. 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 We all let you down. 
Um, so Jake, we got a we got a release date finally. Yeah, they, yeah. Te- they yeah, teased we did. it, and then like two days later, they dropped it. Uh, and it is what is it? March, uh, June thirtieth. Sorry, Whoa. June thirtieth. Oh, man, I wish I wish it was March. Can you imagine? Uh, so yeah, um, you can pre-order it now. It's uh, retailing at sixty nine ninety five at EB Games. That's a pretty is, good price. Like three yeah. games essentially. Yeah, I mean it's supposed in, to be in forty the in the US, so it's like. It's like that yeah. forty dollar price point compared to a sixty dollar price point. Like that is no EB. No one, yeah, no one EB in Australian gaming. Like that could have easily been like a ninety nine dollar game. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I suppose. Anyhow, super stoked for that. Also, uh, they announced that it is a PS4 exclusive. So yes. that I think uh, that was kind of a given. Like I know that you know the whole Skylanders thing is multiplayer. Well, they hadn't but, actually. Yeah, they hadn't actually said it though. But I think right, I until think, now, I think the whole thing is like Sony. Sony's slowly, secretly doing the deals. I reckon that you know this is these are the baby steps in getting Crash back to you know permanent PlayStationism or whatever. Um, you know, Sony. Sony's probably set in motion that they will eventually own Crash again. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I didn't, I, I honestly didn't expect it to go multi-platform because I just, yeah, I don't know. I just never did. It would have been weird. I, I didn't expect it to be like on say Xbox, maybe um, now even saying it sounds bad. Maybe Nintendo, like, mm. I mean, like, that'd be pretty cool. I'd be down for that. That's the only other place I see Crash being like, I don't PC, not. Nah. And Xbox, no. not. Mm. So. Yeah. Sadly, not included as part of the collection, though, is uh, Crash Team Racing. Um, but Bartronica is hosting a, uh, a tournament. Segway! Segway. We're, we're getting all the Somewhat. crash. It's a, it's a meaty crash segment. It's a meaty crash, crash segment everywhere. today. So much crash news. It's great. Oh, on March 8th, uh, the bar based here in Melbourne... I'm sorry, Jake. Uh, it's going to be having a tournament for for CTR. Don't be sorry. It'll Wait, you, what do you? Yeah, it'll cost you, you fifteen sorry? bucks to enter, and you get a pint. It just means I'm that pretty Jake sure. Has to come are you coming down? down? I'm pretty sure on what was it, Twitter or Facebook? We agreed that you were going to fly me down, and maybe I, I should get one of those like nine dollar flights that's going around at the moment. No, it's oh, yeah, tr- I don't think it's Brisbane area. to Sydney Look, though. What you should do is uh, you should fly. No, should, it's in Melbourne. Uh, I mean Brisbane and Melbourne. Sorry, mm-hmm. it is Brisbane to Sydney, you, but not. You should Brisbane fly him down, and then like the winner pays for the flight. So. No the, the, no, the loser pays for the flight. The winner, you know. That is great stake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't afford the flight, though. I really... Yeah, I, just, I suppose I just don't lose. <laughs> well, I was considering well, I training up for this, though. The only thing... I was like, yeah. do I crack out the PS1 and train up? Get practicing, mate. Yeah. Get good... I'm sa- Get good, scrub. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I w- that's what the kids say these days now, apparently. I'm yeah. sad that there's no like vehicle jokes in this article though or like crash jokes like why not like crash the party at Bartronica yeah like, you know where's, <laughs> where's the opportunity Shannon if you're listening to this you've missed down. some mad props for puns no you know what he, you know what he should have done he should <laughs> alright um, Matt's, Matt's been edited out <laughs> already 8 minutes in Matt's setting all kind of records yeah so I had woo. to uh if you sort of done dodgy impressions and it's now already had something that has to be edited out of the podcast. If you're just joining us, I just had a segment edited out at eight oh, minutes we had in. To dump, we had to dump something. 
who who would be joining us now? Who downloads a podcast and then skips eight <laughs> minutes in? Hey guys, if you've only just joined, I us, do it. Just to recap. I do it. I can with, understand uh, if we were running eight minutes of ads. I do it with Spotify. No, I, I do it with Spotify songs. Like sometimes I'll hear the start of a song, and go, "Now nah, this is bad." So then I'll just jump in the middle and go, "Okay, maybe I'll give it a shot." So then I go back to the start. So they might just randomly go, uh, "Who the hell are these guys? Who's that guy you the, who you know?" Just really Fourteen the seconds worst in, made a voice. So. I, do you do that when you're like DJing at parties? You just like skip, skip forward. What oh, is the crowd digging it? Oh, yeah, let's go back. How did you know my DJ style? <laughs> uh, well, Jake, you might not be able to come down to Melbourne for the Crash Bandicoot uh, oh. CTR tournament, but you might well be going to the EV Expo because it's now on the Gold Coast, yeah, running yeah, from yeah, the seventh yeah. to the eighth of October. It's going to be at Great the segue. Gold Coast Convention and Exhibition Center. <clears throat> Because apparently there's a difference between conventions and exhibitions, and in in the Gold Coast they gotta, Mate, that's they gotta what let it, people know that, that. That's what it is. Don't, in Brisbane we have a convention and an exhibition centre. Um, you and you it, do, what's the difference between a I'm convention sure and an Melbourne, exhibition? I'm isn't your one called convention and exhibition centre? It is. Center it is. Melbourne? It's called really? the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. Uh, <laughs> are you sure? I'm positive. They don't have one centre for a convention and one centre for an exhibition. Like, why yeah, would they I make get that. What's the, what's the difference between a convention and an exhibition? It's an expedi- ex- exhibition, like just putting stuff on a show. And yeah. You just kind of like go and look at it. I would say an exhibition. Like, it's a bit more involved. Yeah. Okay. There's, I'd say a convention is where there's like panels and discussions and all that kind of stuff. An exhibition is just like. Showing goods, uh, showing wares. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So the car show is like an exhibition. Yeah. Because yeah. you just yes. kind of go and look at the cars. Yeah. Yeah. But you kind of like go and touch them a bit and sit inside them. Yeah, but like at what point I, like, does it become a convention? Do you have to like go to panels where they talk about the cars? Yeah. 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 And then like people selling cars or like parts of cars or replicas of those cars. Come, think of like packs, right? Yeah. It's like, you can... Oh, oh, <laughs> God damn it. This episode can require so much effort. New I'm record. Sure that's the first time I've sworn on here too. I'm just yeah. getting so passionate just, about just, convention can we bleep and exhibition that? <laughs> that, That's relevant. Can we bleep that? Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on. We're not talking about what's a center and what's an exhibition. Let's keep going about the EBS. So, right? Are you going to go, do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, 100%. I have to go. I'm the yeah, only one here that can up. really represent us at that. Uh, no, I'm going to fly up and I'm going to sleep on your couch. And nice. Yeah. You can share with Shannon if he comes up as well. No, well, sh- it's a pretty small couch. Isn't Shannon going to be like the the big 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 spoon, and then you're like in the middle, and then you you know Sarah's the little spoon. So I don't know wow. how you guys are all fitting on this couch. That sounds problematic. Yeah, I no, can barely. They don't fit sleep on, the couch. on a couch. <laughs> they sleep in a bed. I get the couch. They get to play spoons. So oh, well, like me, Shannon, right. and Sarah. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. Let's move on. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, after Shannon put out his review for Horizon. Oh yeah, by the way, Shannon couldn't make it today, unfortunately, which would have been great because I'd love to hear his thoughts on Horizon. Um, but his review is now live on the site, and you can read it there. And hopefully, we can have him have him on next week to discuss it a little bit more. Um, I don't know when. Oh no, we're probably not going to have a chance to record the podcast before we all get our hands on it. But anyhow, I said to him, "I'm like, can I uh, come around to yours now and play it now that you're done?" <laughs> and yeah, he said the requirement was me sleeping in his bed to do that. I'm like, well, that would just sweeten nice. the deal. But all right, um, I'd do that. 
Yeah. We're just airing out Horizon. all the skeletons I'll do, it, in I'll the do whatever I need today. to. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think this is interesting that they moved it back to the Gold Coast? Because it seemed pretty successful in Sydney. Like, why why the move, do you think? Um, has it, has it, it's always been in Sydney? or No, it was in Gold Coast the first year, and then right. it's been down in Sydney for the last three, I think. I feel and like that's a good back. move, though, right? Because, I mean, like, EB headquarters is based in Brisbane, and but I mean, there probably wasn't any traction the first time they did it. But now, since it's like a big, massive, epic thing that everyone kind of knows about, yeah. I think it's a smart thing to move it back to home turf, and and you know, people will fly down for it anyway, or fly up for it, um, you know, and just see see what it's like. Because if they, I'd say it's a test run. If it goes well, then they'll probably keep it here. Yeah. Because it'll probably yeah. all easier. It's probably a good time to go as well. Like, the weather will be picking up, and uh, it'll be, like, a couple of weeks before schoolies. So, uh, exactly. you know, it'll be a nice little time to have a holiday up on the Gold Coast. But that exactly. that month is going to be action-packed for uh, for um, conventions or yeah. exhibitions or whatever they're called. Um, because PAX is, like, late October, and I think, like, TwitchCon's in the mix, or is it PAX East or something? I'm... Anyhow, there's one in the States as well. So, if people are traveling to and from these things, um, good luck. That's all yeah, I'm going to say. Damn. Especially for, like, um, the companies and developers and stuff. Man. I mean, yeah. they'd probably be used to it, to be totally honest. But Yeah, that's true. God. Like, all the indie devs and stuff, like, they're kind of going to want to have some representation at all these uh, conventions, mm. I'd have thought. So, that's a lot of traveling back and forth for them. For sure. Um, um, will you guys come up though? You got to come to. I, how many times have I been to, to Melbourne and you guys haven't come well, specifically I'm for me? A, like, I mean, you guys I, have been I, to I, Melbourne's just about Wow. I'm not. Well, look at it. Look at it this way. I'm not studying anymore, so I probably will be there. So nice. You know, I gotta. Yeah. I gotta do something Where with my I time. Where I am still studying, so that's probably gonna be tricky. Oh no, actually, that would be easier than PAX almost. But the only Mate. problem is I may not be in the country at that time. You need to ask see. yourself you this deported? question. <laughs> I, yeah, they're sending me. They're sending me back to the motherland, back to the UK. Yeah, I had a feeling. Nice. It's part of the Brexit thing. It's just getting really complicated now, and you know. You've got to go govern the country. Yeah, yeah. Someone's <laughs> someone's got to piece it all back together, you know, yeah. and deal with that you, Trump fella. You could be the um, what's the Canadian prime minister's name? Justin Trudeau. Tr- Trudeau, you could be the UK equivalent. You were. He's a pretty young, cool dude. You're him. You were in Roxburgh. I like that. What? All right. <laughs> I was just okay. trying to say his name like that. I'm just going to go sit in the corner now. As far as your jokes <laughs> go, Matt, that wasn't the best. I'm doing pretty Sorry, bad dude. tonight. <laughs> uh, should we talk about the Switch? Because there's heaps of news there. Um, I'm trying to keep yeah, up with it all, sure. to be honest. So. Some people have already got their units. Um, I think it's come out now that these guys worked at a distributor or a store or something, and they <laughs> they stole a couple of the units and promptly went about posting them all online. And they've now been caught, and the units have been returned. Um, That's so dumb. Wait, was it so, yeah. was it they worked there, or was it they bought them off people who had stolen them? So therefore, they effectively receive stolen goods. Because what I read, one one did sell it. Yeah, yeah, I read. I read one that a guy uh, had bought one off someone, um, and then when N- Nintendo confronted him about it, um, 
basically he returned it, but he doesn't get his money back because he kind of stole, you know, kind of paid for stolen goods. So yeah, yeah. And it, you have to have like a pretty sneaking suspicion that these are gonna be stolen. Like no, no retailer is gonna be dumb enough to sell these ahead of time. Yeah. Um, Although it does look like some Australian retailers do have them in stock already, uh, based on some some oh, totally images would. that were put out on Twitter of the game cases and whatnot. Um, anyhow, uh, Nintendo did put out a statement and said that the individuals involved have been identified, terminated from their place of employment, and are under investigation by local law enforcement authorities on criminal charges. So things not looking good for those guys. But they probably had it coming. I Yeah, like, uh, I just... Like, like no one else has one. So, like, how dumb can you be? Like, if yeah, you did buy always, it, always gonna get you're gonna be out. like, this is too good to be true. And you know what, mate? It is too good to be true. Mm. So don't do it. But I mean, like, the distribu- yeah, distributor <laughs> one, like, that's just, that's just dumb. Like, surely you would clearly know that's like yeah. against policy, like a hundred percent. What do you think's gonna happen? What stealing, stealing stock? It's yeah. I mean, it's yeah, obviously, well, obviously illegal. Like, well like, done, you're not Jeffrey. Away with it either, especially if you then go and post like your exploits on uh, on the internet. Yeah, God, people it's are like so those, silly. Did you hear that story? It was a few years ago now. Um, of like some bank robbers, uh, that robbed this place like wearing their name tags <laughs> and were caught on CCTV. And I, the story is like people like taking pictures of themselves like the money they've stolen and then accidentally yeah. leaving the photos lying around and all this uh, some criminals are pretty dumb matt how excited are you that the nintendo switch actually makes that click noise when you attach the joy cons uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna turn it's, it off it's kind of cool it's kind of cool i think it's accentuated by the fact that it's not the not the controller on its own it's partially the unit you can kind of tell because in that, you know, display video, when they attached it, you saw, like, the screen kind of light up on the sides where, you know, it attached. So, I reckon yeah, half of it's... a bit of, of a delay. Yeah, half of it's the, half of it's the, uh, the you know, the unit actually connecting, but the other half is, it's actually, you know, the, the unit's making that noise come through the speakers. So, mm. I think it's, I think it's a cute little gimmick, um, you know, but, like, it'll get old really quickly. You know what I like about it, though? Because, like, I got a chance to muck around with the Switch over the weekend because they had a display up at a local shopping center. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's awesome, by the way. 100% like, just confirmed that I was like, yes, I am going to get one for sure. Um, I only played 1-2 Switch, and it was quick draw, and I felt really weird because I had the big glass, <laughs> glass windows, the and it's tank. in a shopping center, so there's literally, like, hundreds of people watching you. Yeah. Um, but I think it's good because I didn't realize how easy it was to like slide those things in and out. Oh, so they let you do all that while you Yeah, yeah. The guy like took it out of the dock and let me like slide everything in and just like feel it and all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Um, but like there's no release button. You just pull them out. I thought there was like a little lock on the back. Yeah, I thought there was too. Nah, yeah. the the guy the guy didn't. He's like, obviously you hold it because you don't want to kind of rip it off, and then the whole screen like flies with it. But like he just like <laughs> held the top, didn't yeah. press a button, and he just like slid it up. That's interesting. Hmm. Maybe so, it was the the Joy-Con grip I was thinking of that had the little locking mechanism. Did you get a chance to play around with that at all? 
Can anyone no. vouch for what I'm saying right now? No, okay. Um, there was definitely a lock in, locking mechanism on one of the controllers I used at the uh, the event Shannon and I went to, but it might have mm. been for the Joy-Con grip. So um, here's a here's a quick one for you guys because you've you've both on you know got hands on. I'm like the yeah. only one here who hasn't yet. Um, the Soon. the the Joy Cons <laughs> themselves. Uh, how awkward are they going to be for people with large hands? Um, I mean, I feel like we're a similar size, Matt. I, you know what I mean? Um, so like, <laughs> I, I feel like it was all right. I feel like it was pretty comfortable. Even like using the, the Joy-Con grip, there was that sandwiches them pretty close together. I felt like that was okay. But I mean, like doing um, the, doing the whole sideways thing, you know, like the, the Wiimote style. Oh yeah. Know, yeah. Being absolutely minuscule, you know? It does. It does feel fiddly for sure. Um, but in the environment we were playing, at least playing Mario Kart, uh, sort of split screen next to each other, that experience sort of was fun enough that it overrided any sense of awkwardness. I guess like it didn't. It it did feel small, but I was too sort of immersed in playing the game that it didn't really bother me like it didn't really distract me at all okay. it didn't but i mean like it, it's it's kind of hard to tell because we were you know we were bouncing from one game demo into the next and using all like using it in all its different sort of uh various controlling methods yeah. um so uh we didn't spend any like significant time using the controller in any like one particular mode um, so I don't know if like, if I'm holding it, playing handheld for like a couple of hours on end or however long the battery lasts. Um, and I'm going to get like hand cramps. Like I know like playing the Vita, um, the Vita felt small in my hands and after sort of prolonged use, my hands would start to cramp up. Um, but then so did the DS. I think it's just like a side effect of kind of handheld gaming. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it what didn't feel any worse than like previous handheld devices, I guess. Does that help yeah. answer your question yeah, at all? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you guys make of the um, the file storage? We got some I- we got some idea uh, recently of what sort of the individual download files sizes were going to be like. Um, Breath of the Wild is thirteen point four gigs, um, so that will fit onto the onto the internal memory, um, allowing for the system files as well. So allowing for the system files of the thirty two gig on the Switch, you get about twenty five usable uh, gigabytes of data. Um, so Zelda will fit on there, no problems, but Dragon Quest uh, Heroes 1 and 2 uh, won't fit in there. That It requires 32 gigs, so you're going to need an SD card uh, to download that. Um, some of the sort of smaller games are obviously a little bit smaller. Mario Kart 8 um, is 7 gigs, uh, so that's not too bad. But what do, you, what do you make of its internal storage and the sort of necessity, I guess, to, uh, to get an SD card at some point in the future? Is that, part of, is that a problem in your eyes, Jake? Yeah, I feel like it's a it's a weird choice, right? Like to make mm. the internal storage size thirty two gigs, where there's clearly games that are going to exceed that, um, or at least take half of that space up. Like you know, if I've got Legend of Zelda on there, and I get a, another game that comes out later on that's the equivalent of that storage size, that means I can only have two games on my Switch. Like that doesn't make sense, especially for something that's supposed to be so so portable, right? Yeah. Um, like it's obviously it's not a big deal. You get an SD card and away it goes. Like most gamers, they're going to be fine with getting like extra storage and things because 
most of, most of us will, you know, upgrade the internal storage on our home consoles. We'll buy extra accessories, whether that be like uh, a controller charger or extra cables or headsets or whatever it may be. But you know, for a console that or for a, a device that's so. I guess marketed as like this is a portable thing. It's both at home and in you know on travels and all that kind of thing. It's like surely they would have gone. You know what we should do? Let's give it a huge like internal storage. Mm. I to me, considering storage these days and and, and uh, you know especially storage in things like iPhones and and smartphones and iPads and everything. Like surely they could have fit like 128 gigs at least into this device. Like, is that a crazy thing to say? No, I, I reckon, I reckon you're, you're a little off the mark there. Um, like, I, Ooh, I, calling it out. I, no, no, I, I understand. I, wow. I totally understand where you're wow. coming from. You know, like, I, I, I am with you there. That you know, they should have realised that you know, storage space is a necessity for something like this. Uh, but at the same time, like, if you're going, if you're going to look at sort of you know, portable devices like iPhones and stuff like that. I mean, outright, you pay a premium, you know, $1,000 for an iPhone. And like, yeah, it makes phone calls. It does this and does that and whatever. But if you break down the cost analysis of that compared to if you break down the cost analysis of a handheld gaming system, um, you know, eventually, if they, like, the, the more memory they put in there, uh, the more they're going to have to up the cost. I mean, like, you know, Micro SD cards aren't that cheap unless you're going to buy proprietary Nintendo branded ones, which, for the love of God, people do not buy proprietary Nintendo ones because they cost <laughs> 10 times more than what you should be paying. Um, you know, I just I just feel that, like, you know, considering the, the price of the unit itself, if they had have gone and upgraded, you know, the, the internal storage... Because they want to, yeah, they want to be making a profit off off this thing first off, and you know it's rare that Nintendo ever sort of does a price drop with consoles. I mean, the Wii U is still selling at a premium, which it shouldn't be, um, but that's another that's a story for another day, kids. Um, you know, I yeah, the the more that they put in there, the you know the higher they're going to drive up the cost of unit production. Um, mm. I totally agree that thirty two is not enough, but at the same time. You know, like memory, while it's cheap, it's not, you know, like it's, it's, it's got to be, you know, quality stuff. Like they don't want to be putting just any old memory in their units and then having them fail like nine times out of 10, you know, they'd be paying for, you know, a decent memory manufacturer in the first place. Um, And of course that's going to drive, you know, production up because they've got to source the the parts and everything. So um, yeah, no, I like, I agree with you on the fact that they should be, you know, thinking of storage space. I mean, like, you know, the last console I had that didn't come with any storage space to begin with uh, and you had to buy the proprietary cards was the Vita, you know, like the, the 3DS, they came with like, you know, four or an eight gig uh, SD or micro SD in there and you didn't run out of room after a while, but that was because they didn't really have internal storage. Um, But yeah, no, like I, I just, I don't think that putting more in there in a certain respect, you know, like, again, you would be paying a hell of a lot more for the console than what you're already paying, so. But, like, my thing is, right, like, 499 bucks, isn't it? For 469 469 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, around that price, right? So, like, I mean, that's 
when what the Xbox and PS4 and stuff came out, what was it like? Five ninety nine. Yeah, but you gotta ish. you gotta understand from a perspective. Uh, yeah. You gotta understand from a pers- perspective of the hard drives in the PS4 and the Xbox One are PC hard drives that are mass manufactured. Um, the internal storage from a for a Switch is is again it's yeah. a proprietary it's a proprietary and chip. Compact technology and it's, is more expensive. Yeah, it's compact. Well. I, it's yeah, it's basically an it. SSD, I, you know, memory card for a thing that's inbuilt. So it's going to cost them more to add more memory. Like you know, uh, PC hard drives are you know manufactured on mass by you know tons of different companies, but you know, incorporating a particular, you know, memory chip into a switch is going to cost them more to fabricate a board, fabricate a board that can handle it. So I, yeah, I get where you're coming from. I just feel like we're at, we're at a stage where like, there's so many things out there that would have similar storage and, you know, like, but that's, just... that's the thing is like, you know, a base, a base iPhone these days is what? 32. Do they still sell 16? Yeah. Yeah. No. They don't see it. They don't sell 16. So they, they've moved on from that. But I mean, a base, you know, a base iPhone that's 32, that if you theoretically didn't want to use the cloud and everything, that's only 32 gig of storage on there too. And it's not exactly 32 gig because, you know, the operating system takes up resources on there as well. Um, yeah, but like when I get an, if I got an iPhone like that, then I would be like, well, obviously I'm not going to be doing a lot on there. But it's like this is specifically like a gaming system where like you're going to want to build a game library on it. So it's like you're definitely going to take up the internal storage that's on there. But like we all know, everyone that gets a Switch will know that they need to get an SD card if they actually want to have a substantial library similar to what they ever they had on like their DS or their Vitas or whatever it may be. But that's that's the like, thing is like it's it's catering it's catering towards multiple audiences. I mean, if you go and for, uh, you know insert a massive you know storage space into a thing and and drive up the cost, people are going to go. Well, I only want to play one or two games, so I'm not buying the Switch. And then, you know, they've gone and done the opposite, which is put in a small amount and, you know, have the ability to expand the memory yourself. And people are going, well, you know, that's, that's not cool because then I've got to go and buy an extra thing to upgrade it. It's, you know, it's a, it's a no win situation. So I guess I, my my concern is that like, maybe if you buy your games uh, physically, um, let's assume there's going to be like some sort of small install as well. Uh, that's going to like gradually fill up your SD card storage as well as w- and you might end up sort of having to carry around like uh, extra SD cards in addition to your physical game cartridges mm. um, and then if you go like fully digital then you're just going to end up having to carry multiple SD cards anyhow unless you can afford to take like the single hit on like a 512 gigabyte SD card which is like a couple of hundred or maybe a few hundred bucks um, is- like the price of the console itself uh, so I can see like people having to like just get sd cards in smaller sort of sizes um as their collection gradually grows um hopefully you can swap those over without too much hassle and sort of keep games stored in different cards but then you may as well just be going physical but when you're you know what i mean when you're out on the go how many games are you going to be playing are you yeah, gonna, are you true. going to be in play you might are you going to be playing your entire library on one bus trip i mean like i could understand that maybe if you were going overseas on a on a long haul flight or you know on a cruise or something like that but if you're like if you're riding the bus to work and it takes you half an hour are you going to play every single game in your library in half an hour 
I guess what I'm trying to say is that unless you're willing to invest in a ridiculously pricey, large-sized SD card, you're not going to be able to keep your entire collection with you at one point in time. Which That's I don't, which I don't think is necessary. Fact of the matter, I don't think yeah, it's necessary. You might to well keep be right entire, there. You know, <sighs> yeah. But when, when, when do you know what kind of game you feel like playing? When you right? wake you up could in the be morning on the bus. to take the switch with you. But you could be on the bus but, playing a game, yeah, and then like, you're like what, suddenly like, oh god, I really feel like playing this. What if you're taking then, away on holiday with you, as I'm sure people will do? Like they might want to have some options, and if they can only have Zelda and like one other major sort of game sold on there, um, with, before they have to start carrying around like extra SD cards or cartridges or whatever, like it's kind of if you're defeating the purpose. If you're taking your your Switch on a holiday to play every single game, then why are you going on a holiday <laughs> when you can just sit at home and play the Switch? <laughs> You you make a good point, and this is this isn't a new problem for handheld devices. I do want to say right. that, like you know, this is an issue with Vita. This is an issue with 3ds. Like God wasn't an there. issue with the Vita. God damn you, Sony. I, I guess, guess I guess we're just hoping like we'll get to the point where, like Jake is saying, that there was going to be sufficient memory in this thing to to store yeah. a significant number of games. I guess that where I come from, like this is this is really the Switch is the the next best forefront of portable gaming, right? Um, did I hear a scoff somewhere? No, I moved. <laughs> I moved, and my chair squeaked. All oh, right, yeah, good cover. Um, you know, so I for me, I just feel like you know that this sets the standard right why not nintendo take that initiative or take that opportunity to be like you know what here's a great internal storage size that you know you're all kind of somewhat happy with or whatever it may be but then uh, give us the opportunity to then you know get extra storage after that like if it came i know pricing wise and everything man i get it like if it came with like 128 gig internal storage and i'm like sweet and then you know didn't have to worry about it filled it up with as many games as i want and then was like you know what i just need a little bit of extra space maybe for whatever else then you know i get the opportunity to be like i'm gonna buy an extra 32 gig uh sd card and go from there like there's no option it's basically like if i want to play this and i want to play it the way that i really want to play it i definitely have to uh you know, expense and get myself a big SD card. There's, you know what I mean? There's one extra thing, though, that, that you got to take into account as well. Um, and it's, it goes back to what I was saying, you know, pleading to the people before is Nintendo goes, do you know what? We could give them 64. We could give them 128. But if we give them 32, it means we can market SD cards. Yeah, part of it. Yeah, part of it is going to be part of it's going to be a profit. Nice. Part of it's going to be a profit thing for them too. Is that they know that there will be people out there who will buy their proprietary cards and they can make a massive markup on that. So you know, like what? yes, you know, like we love Nintendo and Nintendo loves us for the most part. But at the same time, <laughs> they're a company that's out to make a profit. You know, so they will. Yeah, they will try and do what they can to get you know top dollar. Um, even if that means, you know, getting an SD card and stamping the Nintendo brand on it and selling it for, you know, a fortune more. So, yeah. Well, really, when you think about it, you could say that it's a little bit criminal. That's oh, okay. Oh. That's your setup. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of criminals. Smooth criminal. Uh, actually, Jake. Um, there has, I actually don't know where to go from here. How do I, how do I move... Jake, take the wheel. Take the wheel. I'm steering. Of, I'm steering off the road. 
speaking of criminals, who no- guys answer me this? Who normally catches criminals? Batman. The police do. The police. Yeah, you know what? And what's between? I'm in Brisbane, and you guys are in Melbourne. What states between those two? Gotham City. Oh, the the ACT is not a state. It's I a territory. Not... Good point. Damn it. Yeah. New South Wales. Good. You know what that means? New South Wales Police and Gaming Podcast. We're going to talk about the GTA Five mod that was created. Take it away, Ewan. That, see, that last topic was so much more controversial than I thought it was going to be that I thought maybe we just wrap the podcast there and leave this one until next week. But that segment no, we just mention it. so so beautifully, Jake, brought a tear to my eye that we, uh, we've, got to, we've got to discuss it. Yeah, so um, if you missed it last week, Channel 7 ran a story about a uh, Australian GTA Five mod uh, that was created by, quote, underground computer geeks, um, uh, as, or as they refer to it, a hacked version of the game uh, that was released <laughs> on a, quote, black market, um, that uh, brought in Australian emergency services such as police vehicles, uh, police officers, fire engines, and the like, uh, modelled on um, New South Wales services. Uh, this kicked up a whole bunch of people, made them a bit angry, uh, and Channel 7 uh, ran it across uh, many of their news programs, uh, including Sunrise. Um, and uh, it's kind of kicked up this like controversy around video game violence and, I guess, made it closer to home for, uh, for the people reporting it um, than previously. Um, I mean, no one was particularly that upset when it was Los Angeles police, but uh, as soon as it's Australian police, you know that everyone's going to get up in arms about that. Um, anyhow, as it turns out, uh, the uh, the mods developers released a statement um, wanting to remind Channel 7 that you, in fact, play as the police in the mod, conduct arrests and whatnot, and they thought it actually promoted um, a little bit more law-abiding than the game traditionally allows. Um, so I wanted to throw to you guys and this maybe throws it into a larger discussion of, of video game violence and what you kind of believe um, it might, if, whether or not it has an impact, what your sort of beliefs are on that. Um, Matt, what's your sort of reading of the, all this controversy and, and then more broadly video game uh, in, in, in encouraging, oh, sorry, violence in video games in encouraging violence in, in reality? Uh, I think it's a, it's a non-issue. Um... I think that, well, first of all, like an Australian media outlet grabbed a hold of it and did everything they could to run it into the ground. Uh, And they failed miserably because the backlash against their reporting, which was pretty poor, uh, was like hilarious. Um, Secondly, it's a mod that's a couple of years old as well. Uh, If I remember reading correctly, it's not as if it's just recently come out. Um... So obviously someone's been sitting there trawling through, you know, YouTube or, you know, some corner of the internet and gone, hey, wait a minute, this is something we can, you know, get people angry about and, you know, made, again, made a, you know, a non-issue out of an issue. Um, considering, considering that, you know, everything that's gone on in the whole, you know, fight between sort of violence in video games and reality and stuff like that, um... You know, I just think I just think it's been blown out of the water. Um, you know, it's it's not it's not it's not relevant. Like you know, people mod things into games all the time. Um, I mean, if you you know, let's let's get a bit onto a bit of like bit of controversy here. Is like the the biggest 
issue that they had with mods was uh, back in one of the you know in the the early nineties, no, the late nineties or whatever, uh, where there was that thing, the the high school one in the US, where the two kids had modded Doom. Um, mm. You know, in, they'd they'd made their high school in Doom, and they you know they went around, and of course, you know everything bad happened, and that's you know mm. you know about it, so you know we don't have to talk more about it. Um, that was when it was first brought up, you know, and is like, oh, you know, the the game contributed to the kids, you know, being violent and everything. Um, if if that's like if that's the case, if that's what we're looking at and going, oh, you know, they've they've modded the cops in, blah blah blah. Yet the mod was actually you play as the cops, you're not going around shooting the cops. So, you know, by their <laughs> by their accusation everyone's going to want to join the New South Wales Police Force and go out and be an outstanding, you know, citizen of the law and take down criminals and do that. I don't think that's, you know, what they're aiming for. They're basically turning around and saying, no, this is promoting violence against the police. It's using the police's, you know, intellectual property, etc., etc. But, you know, by using their own example, we can look at it and go, okay, well, you know, if, if violence in video games causes violence in real life, then I'm going to go play this mod and then I'm going to go sign up for the police force and I'm going to take down criminals and I'm going to be the best cop I can ever be and it's all thanks to video games. Mm. What's your thoughts on this, Jake? Yeah, look, I think this whole um, Channel 7 thing was a bit of a silly silly mistake by them because it really just shows how little they research stuff they just they're like you know what let's uh let's take an angle oh it's gta uh people don't like gta because of the violence oh i know let's just turn it into this whole like fiasco about you know like making comments about oh this this uh hacked version of the game is on the black market and you know underground developers it's like guys it's not any of that it's just developers they've made a mod which have been available for games for many many years and uh it's been out available on the internet not the black market or underground or the deep web or whatever the hell like it's just it's just there like seriously it's just showcasing channel 7 making what like a pandemic about nothing uh you know, and then for them to go out and interview, you know, New South Wales police and them being like, you know what, we're going to investigate this and take this further. It's like, you guys are blowing it out of the water and now you're the ones making it into something uh, not creditable or something that uh, makes the New South Wales police look worse than they did. No one was thinking this until you actually did it. Um, I'm, I'm, to be totally honest, I'm pretty impressed with it. It looks pretty damn like exact uh all the vehicles all the uniforms all that kind of stuff that you get like good on to the developers for doing that that would have taken uh, some time to i guess create and everything but it's it's the age-old argument right you know like violence in video games is desensitizing kids and i hate it when they do that because it's like well if your kid is playing gta 5 then what that shows is that you're a terrible bloody parent that has bought your kid an R18 game uh, and any fault to what your kid then does because of that game, if they do, uh, is your fault as a parent. I kind of so, I kind of disagree with that last point though. What? Uh, in no, uh, in, in, uh, in a in a certain <laughs> respect, 
Um, and I can use myself as an example. Um, reason being is like I grew up, you know, like I grew up with the the snares and everything. So you know, violence in video games is highly simulated and you know not realistic in any respect. But as a kid, um, I grew up watching sort of like you know. When I was about eight, I was watching M and MA movies. When I was about, you know, 12, 13, 14, I was allowed to watch, you know, sort of other movies like that. But I was I did it in the company of adults and I did it, you know, understanding and knowing that what I was seeing was fiction. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and this as did is... I, but you can't blame the film or no, the No, 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 I'm not the, I'm not. Let me let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Calm down. Let me finish. <laughs> Um, you know, I, you know, I accounted, I accounted for the fact that it was fiction and not, you know, not realism, you know. Um, and when I used to work for a large game retailer, I would have parents coming up to me because they were hounded by their kids to buy, you know, the latest Grand Theft Auto, Call of Duty, whatever. And I turned around to them and I would say, do you, you know, what do you, you know, like what kind of person do you see your child being you know like do you, does your child understand the difference between you know fiction and, and reality do they understand that what they're seeing in the game isn't you know real do they understand this and uh, understand that and i could instantly kind of weed out the difference between the parents who just wanted to get wanted to give in and buy their kid a game and then come back and blame us for it or the parents who go well you know, my kid likes this and he does this and we do that and whatever and it's always under adult supervision and et cetera, et cetera. It's, I agree that it's on the parents, you know, for, you know, allowing their kids to play these things but at the same time, it's on the parents to educate their kids in the first place as to what they're playing uh, rather than just handing them a game and... You know, saying "here you go," and then the next minute their kid sort of, you know, wants to imitate what they're seeing and turns violent, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so, you know, I guess, I guess my major point is, you know, calling parents stupid just for letting their kids have the game that's, you know, not meant for them. I don't think that's that's the kind of way to go because if you know if you're a decent parent, you educate your kids before you, they even get their hands on these things. And then they can understand and make better choices for themselves down the track later down the track. So, yeah, but like ninety eight percent of the time, it's the parents that uh, have just given in, bought the kid the game, not even been like, "What is this?" or looked at the rating. That are then the ones complaining because they realize, "Oh, what the hell? Like, what is this game? Why are you bloody going into strip clubs and shooting down cops and all that kind of stuff?" That start having a bit of a tizzy fit, mm. like. I totally agree, Matt. Like, 100% agree with you that, you know, yeah, it it definitely depends on how you parent your kids and what kind of uh, child or or mindset your kid has. But, you know, it is definitely the parents that are being silly and are being stupid and not looking at the rating of the media that they are Mm. buying for their child before they buy it or don't even understand, like... Being being a parent now, if my kid was like, you know what, I want this game, I'd be like, show me what this game is. What is it about? Show me a video. Like, But you've got parents that aren't doing that. They're just, oh, I want GTA. Okay, fine, Billy, I'll get you GTA. You stop it's not even as hard as going watching a video, though. There is a black sticker on this game case yeah. 
that says restricted 18 plus. <laughs> the shopkeeper is legally not allowed to sell it to a child without the explicit permission of a parent or guardian. And on that same sticker, it will say like high impact violence, drug use, sexual references, whatever, right? Like it's it's there and simple to see. Like this is really the kind of crux of my my core, like my concern with this this reporting is that it it simply ignores so many other factors at play in an issue and simply reduces it down to this diatribe that video games are violent and they create violence and that frankly um goes against all the potential benefits Mm. i think that are within video games grand theft auto is an adult game uh and that violence especially in gta 5 greatly contributes to the satire of our society that Grand Theft Auto critiques. Like, it's a satirical game, and it, and it critiques that sort of American style and does so through, through the use of violence. Um, that it's like, it's a, it's a narrative point, right? Um, and who, who are these people to take that away from adults that are able to tell the difference between right and wrong and separate reality from fantasy but there's there's your, um, there's at your issue the, at the case of kids in which there's already proper regulation to protect them there's your issue is that there are adults out there who have trouble distinguishing between fact and fiction um that are the ones getting caught up in this thing and they're they're basically sure. the ones who are you know turning around and and exacerbating the situation in the first place so so I'll move, to, I'll move to my second point then. Uh, and that is that there are many other factors that contribute to someone behaving in a violent manner uh, and far more uh, stronger correlations between these factors and an effect on behavior than violence in video games. Um, if you were raised in a house that experienced domestic violence, if you had... Um, you know, any like experience with mental illness, like these are factors that much more contribute, much more directly contribute to behavior than mm. any, than, than there is any evidence to suggest video games do. Um, the discussion that's been had in regards to the effect of behavior of violence in video games is, is very much inconclusive. There is a uh, no consensus from across the scientific, uh, the scientific community. Um, uh, and there's, and there's difficulties with sort of like ethical ways to test detest behavior uh and whatnot um so it is it is a tricky area i understand that um but there is no consensus that that says that uh that violence in video games directly impacts behavior any more than any other factor um my third point and my third sort of issue with this story is that it has been it's a discussion occurring um, largely between people that are ill-informed on video games. Uh, it's yes. not their area of expertise. Um, they do not understand video games. Uh, and if you do not understand something, you are naturally more skeptical of it. Um, they could have consulted any number Us. of people that would have been, yeah, would have been greatly uh, better qualified to discuss this issue um, than, for instance, uh, the two the two that they had on Sunrise. Um, I believe it was Susie O'Brien from The Herald Sun, a columnist for The Herald Sun, and Ron Wilson from Smooth FM, of all places, um, of which, actually, he said some pretty articulate things, um, despite me taking some fault with some of his latter comments. Um, but, you know, you could have taken any one of my media and communications lecturers uh, back at uni um, and had them on the show, and they would have been 
far better qualified to discuss the issue, um, having read and written on video game violence um, on many occasions. So that's the three kind of main concerns I have. Like I share Jake's concern, I share, I, and then I feel that um, too many people are, are talking on the topic that are unaware of the topic and of the, the nuances of it um, and that it is sort of largely ignorant of many other factors that contribute to violent behavior. Yeah, I, I feel, yeah, video games, it's it's a cop-out excuse. Like, for people that are saying, oh, this is causing the violence, it's like, I'm sorry, but, you know, parents or adults that get drunk in front of children that, you know, have high-intense road rage, that yell at each other while kids are in the house, like, all of that is impacting kids way more than a video game, let alone the whole ratings things or why kids are playing games that are they're not supposed to be playing. But, you know, real-world aspects like that, that most of these adults that are complaining about it probably are doing in front of their kids, let's be honest. Um, you know, it, it's, it's placing the blame somewhere else. They don't want to say, oh, you know what? Yeah, I don't... Maybe I shouldn't do that in front of my children. Or maybe I shouldn't have six wines at night when the friends come over and happily display that drunken and disorderly behavior in front of my children. Like, do you know... It's... Do you know what one of the... One of the um, scariest sort of most common phrases that, you know, seems to be uh, taking shape in the modern day is ignorance is bliss. Um... You know, people people would rather turn a blind eye until something bad happens and then, you know, they won't take responsibility for their actions. Um Absolutely. And I mean, you know, like for all for all the crap that, you know, the the older generations give sort of, you know, our generation and the millennials and everything, we're the ones who are turning around and saying, Well, but we're not the ones who are, you know, doing this we're the ones who are trying to raise you know the next generation with the standards that we you know that we uphold um Mm. you know so we're you know we're trying to combat the bad standards you know like the the sort of you know the whole thing that everyone everything is everyone else's fault not my fault you know um as a generation, we're trying to, to offset that and go, well, no, we have to understand that what we do is our fault. You know, we can't just blame everyone else. But then we've got, you know, the prior generations turning around and going, no, well, you know, I'm I'm the golden child and, and you know, everything else is everyone else's fault. So, yeah. 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 I, uh, I suspect it is going to be an ongoing issue and one that we uh, come back around to again and, and have to discuss further when but you know, guys, the next uh, dodgy news report crops Guys, up. we have to stop those underground hackers. Um, <laughs> we have to stop it Don't from you, going yeah. on the black market. Um, oh, you know, God. And we, How yeah. did we get there? These uh, people are using their smarts for just evil things. These I days. mean, they're, they're downloading all the gigabits and hacking the Wi-Fi's. And, you know, all these, the they're using all these memes to, like, you know, ruin society. The memes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn those And memes. with that, let's bring an end to what was episode 90 of the Startcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or the podcast service of your choice. Just search the Startcast. Follow Press Start on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube at PressStartAU. And visit the website, of course, at PressStartAU.com.au.
<laughs> I'm working scripts free today, so uh, bear with me. Um, you can join the conversation by tweeting uh, press start at pressstartau using the hashtag, hashtag thestartcast, and uh, we're happy to discuss your topics on the show. Uh, I've been Ewan. Thank you very much for joining us today. Matt? Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MV Zamari. And guys, I just want to give a special shout out to Martin Eddy. <laughs> Uh, grumpy mojo who turned around <laughs> after I was on the last casts and uh, said hey you know hey Matt maybe no one wants to fight you um, you know it kind of shows that people are listening to me so you know if, if you, <laughs> why they would do that I have if no anyone idea. if anyone else wants to fight me or or you know avoid <laughs> avoid conflict in a very pacifist way you can tweet me there at MV Zamari and then you can stalk my Instagram because like lots of photos go up there so yeah <laughs> and thanks for your insight, Jake. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Jake Barros. Um, watch out for the next Your Most Anticipated post as well. It will probably go up this week, so uh, hit us up on our uh, socials for that. And if you want to see more about this little uh, New South Wales Police uh topic uh hit up ewan's video very very good a great discussion happening in those comments as well so well done ewan for um engaging the community in some controversy hi this is ewan here it's a bit of an aside uh we ran into some technical difficulties recording our little conclusion for this i lost connection and dropped out of our chat room and the guys couldn't hear a word i was saying uh so it was up to them to form the uh conclusion i guess and wrap the podcast up so this is it you're about to hear what Matt and Jake did, wrapping up the episode. Okay. Hello? <laughs> Ewan, maybe Ewan's head got so big that it popped. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> Ewan's, Ewan just disappeared. Well, you know, well, guys. My, my name's Matt, and, uh, you know, thanks for listening, guys. It's It's been an entertaining <laughs> podcast. I'm taking over the hosting duties until Ewan's head recovers from its explosion, so... You could probably just wrap it if you want, Matt. Yeah, and, well, Ewan's, you know, Ewan's un- until next time, thanks for listening, and happy gaming. Bye. I'll pretend to be Ewan. Bye. Did I sound the same? No, you, you went deeper. Oh, okay. Maybe. Bye. <laughs> He's young. That makes sense. <laughs>